ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hi, my name is Candace King. Welcome to a Super Bloom podcast, where I'm asking others who've experienced their own roadblocks, grief, or tough times to share in how their experiences went on to feed their souls, to talk about the events and passions in their life that allowed them to grow and super bloom into their next chapter. Join me every Thursday for brand new episodes. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. Hey, everyone. Thank you for joining me again today. Today, we're going to have a look at a map of the New York City subway. And this was a really lucky find. I've mentioned before that I sometimes have a look at these public bookshelves throughout Vienna because sometimes people leave their old travel maps in there. And this one was in there together with a couple of, I think, I think it was maps of Portugal from the early 1980s. And the interesting thing was that these maps of Portugal looked really dated in terms of design, in terms of fonts, um, the paper didn't look too good anymore. And when I opened this one, I briefly thought it might be a newer one because it looked really really great in comparison you can tell it's in really great condition it looks worn now in comparison because I've opened it closed it a couple of times but I really don't think that this was actually used during that stay in New York personally I also had a hard time Dating this map just based on the design of it, on the use of colors. There's nothing about it that to me gives off this like late 70s, early 80s vibe. I'm sure if you are from New York, you might be able to tell. Probably looks very different to the map that's in use now. But we can tell because down here it says copyright is from 1979 and this is the map that was revised in fall 1980. There is in fact also one other clue right here for example where it says CC. Oh, here we have another double letter, two G's, two A's. These double letters are not in use anymore. So it definitely has to be from the early 80s. And finally, before 1979, the map looked completely different. But we'll get to that in a bit. 
for today I figured we could just explore this map have a look at what makes it so special and figure out how to read it with all these different lines running through because the New York City subway map really is quite unusual from any of the other maps I've seen if you can compare it to London to the one I'm used to from here in Vienna also the one from Paris this is a very different system first of all with something that is really obvious is that this one is a map that shows us what the area really looks like so it's geographically accurate if you remember the map that we looked at from London all of the lines were either horizontal, vertical, or ran at a 90 degree angle. That's not the case here. Just have a look at these lines running through Queens with all these curves and angles. This is a very different kind of visual representation. And, because I said this was a new map at the time, they did use a more stylized map before that, that looked like the one in London. But maybe because New York's a bit difficult to represent on such a map, they switched it back to one that's like this here. You might notice that a lot of the lines run through Manhattan, Right here. We have a bit of a knot here in Brooklyn. But in general, there's a tendency for everything to sort of accumulate in this corner. And I guess that's what makes the signs a little tricky. If you are not too familiar with New York, here is Manhattan. In the north we have the Bronx. This is Queens. And here's Brooklyn. And then here in the south there's also Staten Island. But we don't have a connection to the subway system on Staten Island. Hence it's cut off. And then again, normally what you would see on a subway map is maybe a river that runs through the city. So on the Vienna subway map, you can see the Danube, on the one from London, you can see the Thames. And here you have quite a lot of waterways. We have the Hudson River, the Harlem River and the East River the way down here with Newton Creek we have the upper New York Bay and the Narrows Rockaway Inland 
Jamaica Bay and the Atlantic Ocean, of course. Additionally, we can also see the different parks, like Central Park, Riverside Park, all the way up here, Highbridge Park, and Van Cortland Park, the Woodland Cemetery, the Botanical Gardens, Pelham Bay, Randall's Island, and Ward's Island Park. We have the Flesh Flushing Meadows Corona Park and Kisuna and Cunningham Park. A couple of cemeteries here in Queens, Cavalry, New Cavalry and Mount Zion, Mount Olivet, Lutheran and St. John's Cemetery. This Forest Park and Evergreen Cemetery. And in the south, in Brooklyn, we have the Prospect Park and Greenwood Cemetery, and a couple more down here. We can also see a couple of landmarks that you might want to visit. For example, down here, the South Ferry takes you to Ellis Island. Another one to Liberty Island with the Statue of Liberty. And the Staten Island Ferry takes you to Staten Island. So that first start is already somewhat unusual for a map. So we get a really nice view of the entire city. And not to forget, of course, there's also the airports. LaGuardia Airport and here, John F. Kennedy International Airport. The subway lines might look a little difficult to read at first. And when I saw that there are 28 different services, I was a bit overwhelmed. I figured it's going to be quite difficult to prepare. But when you read up on it, it actually becomes quite clear. And a lot of it has to do with the history of the underground system. But we'll get to that in a bit. First of all, let's see what the map itself tells us. Because it says here, how to use this map. First of all, the subway operates 24 hours a day. All stations are served at all times, but not all routes operate at all times. Train identification letters or numbers below station names on this map show the basic seven-day-a-week service from 6 a.m. to midnight. A heavy letter or number at a station indicates that the route always operates and always stops at the stations between 6 a.m. and midnight. 
a light letter or number indicates that the road either does not operate at all times or sometimes skips the station. And then it suggests that you consult the service guide above for details of 24-hour day service. So let's see if we can find an example of that. Maybe right here at 75th Avenue. We have a heavy E and a light F, meaning the E train always stops, but the F train doesn't. And we get a clue as to why that is. Have a look. The E train is depicted in blue, and it does stop everywhere. Etc. However, the F train in orange has two different lines, and one of them skips the station right here at the start, 169th Street. The reason for that is that we have a local train, this one here, that stops at every station. Just like the e-train we just looked at. And then we have an express version that does not stop everywhere. So here it skips two stations. And then again it skips one. And that of course is pretty useful, especially during rush hour. And there's a lot of people who might need to get somewhere else quite fast. We have the same system here on the line with the number 7. There's a local train, 1, 2, 3, and the express train. And again, local train, 1, 2, three, four, five, and the express train. Local train, one, two, three, four, five, and express train. And you can also nicely see that they have a different um, visual representation. The local train has a round plate and the express train has a diamond plate here. And then we can see some oddity here. This looks like a really huge station. And we have the explanation right here. This means there's free transfer between two different stations, or maybe even more. And the interesting thing is that the New York system would count this as two different stations, but if you go by international regulations, they would count it as one station. And that explains why depending on which source you're looking at, 
sometimes the number of stations is given as 471 for all of New York and sometimes as 424 so almost 50 stations less there's a simple explanation the question is just whether these are counted as two or as a single one when there's free transfer between the stops One more thing that is quite noticeable about this map as a whole is that we have a great connection north to south right here and then east to west in Queens and Brooklyn with Brooklyn sort of diverging a bit here from that overview but it looks like it's not easy to travel from, say, north in Queens all the way south to Brooklyn and neither does it look all that easy to get from the uh, west side to the east side of Manhattan so if that is the journey you want to take, it's best not to take the underground but to switch to a different mode of transportation and there's a little detail I've just noticed something again that is quite unusual for an underground map it actually tells us here that this is the west side the upper west side the upper east side East Harlem Harlem East Village Little Italy, Chinatown etc I don't think I've seen that on any other underground map so that's pretty neat actually alright so we have a lot of tracks, a lot of services but they sometimes run in some odd ways across the city and as I said, there are some historical reasons for it the New York system is quite old it opened in 1904 but of course there was some public transport before that it was all overground and in fact today 40% of the stops are still overground and not underground many of them were operated by the Brooklyn Manhattan Transit Company so they operated right here a little later you also had the Interborough Rapid Transit Company that built another subway system basically so these two companies were not working together but they were in competition with one another and eventually you had a third service which was the independent subway system and this is called system because it was not a company it was run by the city and in fact the Interborough Rapid Transit Company too only leased um, the tracks from the city but the city built them and the company only operated them simply because it was quite pricey to build them 
and we can actually have a quick look at what they look like. This is a map from I think 1954. Right, here we have the date 1954. The BMT, sort of Brooklyn Manhattan Transit Company, is depicted in orange. You can see it right here. Quite a lot of connections. Running through Manhattan. And south into Brooklyn. The independence subway system is in red. From the Bronx into Manhattan. Across into Brooklyn. As well as into Queens. And in blue we have the Interborough Rapid Transit Company. quite a large number of lines at this point. It's important to note, however, that in the 50s, all of these were already integrated. So at this point, they were not separate companies or systems anymore. You already had one subway system for all of New York. But this is an older map that just kept these different colors as the New Yorkers, I guess, were just used to them and didn't necessarily want them up to change. Today, these colors are not used anymore, but you might still find the letters like BMT or IRT in front of the lines. And that is another oddity that I haven't mentioned yet. In Vienna, when I talk about an underground line like the U4, I mean a specific set of tracks and a train that always runs along these tracks. So I don't actually have to differentiate between the physical part where the train runs and the service that's being operated by the city. In New York, that is different. Am I going to turn the map over to have a look at that? So, I don't know if this is necessarily a clearer map to get an idea of how the transit system works, but it gives us a clue as to how this differentiation works. Right here, for example, if we are looking at the orange lines, we can see it's the B, F and D trains. And they're running on a line called Avenue of Americas. And that means, even though here at the start, they diverge and go to different stops, they eventually all come together, usually in Manhattan, and follow the same line here, 
and this line is called the Avenue of America. If we're looking at the red ones, which is one, two, three, this is Seventh uh, Avenue. You can again see they all come together here and then diverge again. Or here with the green ones, four, five, and six. Different branches coming together in Manhattan and then diverging again. So the physical tracks that the trains follow, those are the lines. And the route to services is the actual path that the trains take. And since the underground system operates 24 seven, you can imagine that certain parts will have to be closed for maintenance, for cleaning, etc. There might be special routes that are operated for special occasions, like maybe sports events, or maybe they just realize that it's better to change a little bit about the system and send some of the trains somewhere else. So that is the reason behind the differentiation between lines and routes. And while we don't talk about the BMT or IND or IRT anymore, and the colors aren't being used on the map anymore, there's one other remnant that's stuck. And that's the reason why some lines have numbers and some get letters. The numbers like one, three, two, four, five, six, seven. These are the former IRT trains. So the Interborough Rapid Transit Company. Today, these are called the A Division. And the infrastructure is a bit smaller. So they have smaller trains, smaller tunnels, and these get numbers. The former BMT and IND lines, so the Brooklyn Manhattan Transit Company and the independent subway system, these are called the B division, and they got assigned letters A, B, F, D, R, N, here's a QB. They have a different infrastructure, they're a bit larger, they use different trains. So these actually cannot mix. They're like two different subsystems, A and B division, for historic reasons, like I just mentioned. And other than that, it's these trunk lines through Manhattan that sort of explain the colors that I used today.
I think with that in mind, the map becomes a little clearer. If you want to identify the line, you look at where it runs through Manhattan. And then you have a look at the route or service. You have a look what it has a number or a letter if you'd be curious on whether it's A or B division. And then you have a look where it goes. Uptown or downtown. Whether it starts in Queens or Brooklyn. At one point and crosses into Manhattan. Maybe it starts in the Bronx and then comes up. And again, this is not the newest version of the map. I'm sure it's also not the actual state of the underground. After all, 1980 was quite a while ago, and I'm sure lots of things have changed in the meantime. But the map ultimately doesn't look too different today. And I think it's actually a really beautiful design and something that allows you to spend a lot of time exploring the different parts. And on top of that, unlike other underground maps, it gives you a good idea where you actually are and where you're going, which is not a bad thing when you're a tourist. If you've been to New York, do let me know how you liked using this map and whether you thought it was useful. I imagine it's quite a different experience. But for today, I suggest we fold this up again and I'll let you go to sleep. City subway map. I think that was pretty interesting. I hope you enjoyed it too. For now, thank you for watching. Sleep well and I'll see you again next week. Good night.